this place. Amen. Please stand to your feet. And with Jesus' joy, let's welcome Reverend David Saki. Hallelujah. We give God the praise. Let's bless his name.
we pray oh god that you speak your word to each and every one of us may it not be of excellency of speech of man's wisdom and ideas and doctrines but may it be in the demonstration of the holy ghost and of power so that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of men but in the power of god in the name of mashiach yeshua jesus our christ and the saints said amen amen we may take our seats in the presence of the lord hallelujah glory to god hallelujah god is good and all the time god is good but i thought you were having a front row seat or a second row the way you were moving but that's okay all right <laughs> hallelujah amen yeah so god is great and we're just back from costa rica and all those from the devil's kingdom are not happy and all those from the kingdom of god are excited because souls are one hallelujah jesus christ came to seek and to save that which was lost hallelujah so we'll be going uh, back again shortly for uh, 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 crusaders hallelujah crusaders is just crusade i'm trying to learn spanish a bit more hallelujah so we'll be going back to have salvation of souls hallelujah for um for the glory of god hallelujah amen isn't god good amen so yeah just bringing you greetings so just like lp jasmine was saying because of the many things god is doing and will do it'd be good to if god is leading you of course i'm sure god is leading you but if god is leading you it would be good to be a partner or to support the healing, sorry, the Jesus Heals Miracle Campaign. Hallelujah. Any amount will do. Hallelujah. Support and then sometimes give a one-time donation uh, while supporting whatever God puts, it, puts on your heart. Hallelujah. You can become a board member with just, just 250 a month. Hallelujah. If you think about it, it's 125 every paycheck. You can use, you can decide to skip McDonald's or Burger King. Of course, I don't think we eat those uh, things. But what Subway? You can Chick Fil A. You can make your food at home, and and even eat healthier. Eat some nice, make some food at home or leftovers. Hallelujah! You'd be surprised how much that would would uh, save you. Hallelujah. And you can use it to support the crusade. Hallelujah. You can be a partner 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 a month. Hallelujah. Some people, I'm very, I'm, I am sure, I am very confident that there will be people who will be giving 5,000 a month. Yeah. I'm not doubting that at all because I've seen how the people, as they give more and more, God increases their salary and they are able to give more. I've seen it all through the years. Hallelujah. We used to have camp meetings and there will be uh, fundraising for uh, a Healing Jesus campaign. Hallelujah. Uh, and you see how people would give. Some people struggle to give 100, but they'll give 100. And then the following year, those same people who give 100 are giving 500. 
the following year, those people who struggle to give 500 are giving 1,000, and it keeps going on. I've also seen that in my life, that every time, every year, my giving increased because God is faithful, and when you give, he says he gives seed to the sower. So the more you sow, the more God blesses you. Hallelujah. And it's very, very clear. I remember there was a time uh, someone was trusting God for her husband to have a double sal his salary to double or a certain amount of money. I can't remember how much, whether it is double salary or 30 or 40,000 more. So they sowed a seed into the crusade and God gave it to the husband. Amen. Hallelujah. So many things. But I believe you are spiritual, so you understand what I'm saying. Amen? Amen. How many are spiritual? We, are all, we should all raise our hands. Amen. So I want to just share with us uh, a few words. And also, we are having our Easter convention. Amen. Amen. Our Easter miracle convention. Amen. Amen. Where God's power will be displayed. Right. Amen. Where God's miracle power will be displayed. So that's going to be on Saturday and Sunday. The first and the second of April. So it's starting this coming Saturday. That's six days time. Is that correct? And then the seven, seven days time is the second day. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you because this is celebrating the death of our Christ. Hallelujah. And the death of our Christ, there must be times in the year where we are willing to do something extra to celebrate what Christ did. Amen. So if Christ was able to come down from heaven to die a painful death on the cross, his blood being shed, the pain, the experience, and he did it for us so that we can be guaranteed heaven. Then when we are celebrating that period, even if it's five days, it's good to do it for God. Amen. But it's only two days. Amen. Well, it's actually one day and then Sunday. Hallelujah. But Sunday will just be an extended service because we are going to celebrate Easter. Amen. Amen. How many are excited about it? Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I want to just share with us, let's look at John chapter 16. Verse 13 and 14. John 16, 13 and 14. <clears throat> How be it, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Hallelujah. Let's look at John 16, 7 to 11. Nevertheless, Jesus was saying, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It is crucial, it is necessary, it's of utmost importance for you that I go away. Wow. The second person of the Godhead is telling us, or telling those there, and also telling us that it is expedient that he goes away. Jesus says it's very important I go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter 
will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Think about it. If Jesus was still alive now, redemption would be for those he, he, has, he, he sees. But all the people all over the world, even redemption, sorry, redemption will not even be for them. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. Hebrews 9.22. But at least the people would be healed, would be blessed around him. But those in the other parts of the world will not know him. Because Jesus, because of his physical body, was limited to the modern day Galilee or the, the, the uh, Tiberius or the, 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 the Galilee, Nazareth, no, 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 yeah, Nazareth, Galilee, uh, Capernaum, those areas. He was limited to those areas. Hallelujah. But Jesus, so Jesus said, it is necessary I go away because it is only when I go away that the comforter will come. And that comforter will be able to be in every person who believes in Jesus. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. Don't remember that the world, Jesus, it was just a limited people. Amen. He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So it is because of the Holy Spirit that people will know that they are sinful. Of sin because they believe not on me. Anyone who does not believe in Jesus Christ is a sinner. Anyone who does not believe in Jesus Christ is wicked, according to the Bible. And therefore, and I believe the Bible more than tomorrow coming. Hallelujah. Because the Bible existed before time. Of righteousness because I go to my father. When Jesus rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, he, it, it was for our justification. He rose for our justification. So we are justified and made right with God because he rose from the dead. If he hadn't risen from the dead, there will be no hope. Of righteousness because I go to my father and ye see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. That's why we must not love the world. Because if we love the world, we are loving a system that the prince of this world is controlling. The prince of this world is the devil. That's why the Bible says that the world is an enemy of God in James. Anyone who loves the world is an enemy of God. Did you know that? Shall I show you the verse? It is wild. Turn to James. James. Oh. No. Who love the world? James four four. Ye adulteress and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. So, if you are a friend, you love your bosom friend. <laughs> so God is calling those who love the world adulteress and adulteresses. 
Hallelujah. Because you are loving a system that was created by the enemy of God. But that's for another uh, time. Let's continue. Let's go back to John 16, verse 11. Of judgment because the prince of the world, of this world, is judged. The world and the system of the world entices us because of our soul and our bodies. So what we see, the, 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 the eyes, the pride of life, the, the, eye, the sight, what we, we, we feel, our eyes, what we hear. So when we see the world, we see the things of the world, the fashion, not even just the fashion, but the, the, the world system. It, it entices the Christian's body. It entices the Christian's mind. So the Christian must be spiritual, must have the word of God so strong in them that the influence of this world will not penetrate. Look at Ephesians 2.2. 2. 1 and 2. Use NLT for this. Once you were dead, doomed forever because of your many sins. That's before we were Christians. You used to live just like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. So Satan is at work in the hearts of people who are not Christians. So there was a time that Satan was the spirit that was working in our hearts until we became Christians. Hallelujah. I will share more about such things in the future. But I will share about the influences of the Holy Spirit. The influences, some influences of the Holy Spirit. So let's go back to John 16, 13 and, to, and 14. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he, sh and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, Jesus is saying, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. So when the Holy Spirit is present, the Holy Spirit's duty on earth is to guide us into the truth of the word. Is to guide us to Jesus is to show us about Jesus Christ. Is to point us to Jesus. The whole Bible is pointing us to Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. The book of Genesis. From even the seed of the woman. The seed. When, 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 when the Bible says that God told uh, uh, the serpent that the seed of the woman would bruise his heel. The seed, hallelujah. The, serp, the, seed of, the serpent would bruise the seed of the woman's heel. Can you get that verse? And the, the seed of the woman will bruise his head. Now, that is not, that doesn't make sense. That was Christ. The seed of the woman was Christ. Now, where does the seed come from? Does it come from the man or the woman? Seed for pregnancy. The seed has never come from a woman. But the seed comes from a man. And yet, God is saying that the seed of the woman. It means that the woman who is going to, the, the child that is going to be born is not going to be born of a man, but it's going to be born of God through a woman. So the seed of the woman, because there is no man who is going to produce the seed. 
So this, I will put enmity, Genesis 3.15, between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. But the seed is from the man. So this is just trying to explain that the seed of the woman is not going to come from a man. Immaculate conception. So Jesus is in Genesis. This, this is talking about Jesus. When you read the whole Bible, you find Jesus in every book. When we are talking about, we won't have time, even it, it, it will take too long. So we'll just touch on the surface. When we are talking about Christ, we will start talking about, we'll go through the Bible. You see the Old Testament, Jesus is everywhere. Glory to God. So the Holy Spirit is pointing us to Jesus. Amen? And he will not speak of himself. The Holy Spirit is there to teach us and to point us to Christ. That's why when I'm watching Christian television and I'm hearing people talk about spirit, spirit, Holy Spirit, anointing, Holy Spirit, and I don't hear Jesus, one, okay, I'll give them one chance. Two, I don't hear Jesus, I switch it. I don't, I will not, I don't have time for that person. Especially if you, he has a series or separate messages and we don't hear Jesus, we only hear the Holy Spirit. Because if truly is the Holy Spirit, he's pointing us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is pointing us to the word, pointing us to Jesus. So who the Spirit said, who, my, who the Spirit said. If that's true, then the Spirit is saying something that is in line with the Bible. If the Spirit says and it's in conflict with the Bible, then it's an evil spirit. Full stop. But many Christians, who that's here the Lord. And because that's here the Lord, they take it because... Even if it is an accurate prophecy, someone has given you an accurate prophecy, one, accurate prophecy, two, accurate prophecy, three, told you about the past, the present, and predicts the future due to some statistics. The demons, they've been in the world since Adam. So they, they are able to do statistics and be, they, they can tell how people will behave. If I throw this bait in front of this person, or I do this, or I tell someone who is always angry, easily angered, I just need to, or easily discouraged, I just need to put someone there to instigate that thing. And I know how they'll behave. So let me predict. It's only God who knows the future. Demons and all those things, they predict. But they know the past and the present because they are spirits all over the place. So the fact that someone is able to tell you the truth about your past or present, if they are saying something that is not in line with the word of God, it's trash. There was, some, uh, 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 there was a lady, I officiated her wedding. Well, her marriage in the office. Because they were not ready for, for a wedding yet. So I officiated in the office with two witnesses. And a prophet told her, she said, they are wild prophets. I believe in prophecy. I've seen people give accurate, true prophecies in line with the word of God. There are a lot of them. But there are also some who only minister to women in the room. No, seriously. There are prophets who their job is to go to visit women, go to their room, private sessions. Some will give them baths. So I'm talking in the, in, the, in the United States. Those, yeah, they give them baths. They were trying to give some of the church members baths, and I, I advised them against it. That show me in the Bible where a prophet will come to your room, house, room, private room. Let's enter the room and prophesy. Yeah, the prophesy by the time you finish the prophecy, there's pregnancy. Which happened in that case. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. So they are real prophets. But there is this prophet who told this lady who I uh, uh, officiated their ceremony in the office that God has told him that it is not a real marriage, that they will be divorcing soon and there's somebody else who is for her. And this guy, he has signs, wonders, and everything. When she told me, I said, it's trash. I rebuke the words of the devil. I rebuke Satan's words. And then I prayed for her to rebuke Satan's speech. I don't care who the prophet is. I don't care what he does. It's not in line with the word of God. So it's out. Because how can you say that? They are still married. This was 2009. So it means that that person was a false, it was a false statement. So you and I, if it is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to point us to the word. Anything the Holy Spirit says must be in line with the word of God or it's not true. Yeah. Amen? So, it's very important for us to understand that. Now, Jesus was saying that it is necessary, John 16, 7, it is necessary, it is expedient, it is crucial that he goes away. Because if he doesn't go away, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, that word comforter is the Greek word paraclete or parakletos. Paraclete, which means the one who has been called alongside to help. Yes. So the Holy Spirit is the one who is our standby, our counselor, our comforter, our helper, our ever-present help in our time of need. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is the one who guides us, who instructs us. Jesus said, I will send you another comforter, another comforter, another. Now, this is very important, analos, which is another of the same kind. Jesus said that he will send analos comforter. Analos means another of the same kind. So, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. The Son is God. So Jesus said, I will send you God. Another of the same kind. You can put your hands together for the Lord. Yes, that's the one I'm sending you. That's what Jesus told them. So what Jesus was doing, the Holy Spirit was going to do for them. Anytime they had questions, who did sin that this man was born blind? Was it he or his parents? Jesus said, neither he nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God will be made manifest. Hallelujah. So it clearly means that Jesus was there to answer questions. Jesus was there to provide for them. When they needed money to pay their taxes, Jesus said, go the first fish, pick it up. There's money there to pay taxes. Jesus was there to heal. Jesus was there to provide. Jesus was their counselor, their strengthener. So it also means that the Holy Spirit is here to do what Jesus was doing. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is there to also counsel us, comfort us. But many Christians miss out on the Holy Spirit. Even the grace, the grace, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship, the communion, the participation of the Holy Spirit, amplified. So it means that that, 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 that uh, uh, prayer or that grace prayer is, is supposed to be explaining what God wants. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Moses came with the Lord. Jesus came with grace and truth. So Jesus Christ's grace. Who, the, the woman was caught in the act of adultery. 
Go and um, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Grace. Jesus Christ came with grace. God came with love. You sometimes feel that it's Jesus who loved and God was very strict. U Uzzah, the threshing floor, died. Uh, Aaron, is it uh, 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 Aaron's sons? Uh, strange fire. Was it Moses or Aaron's sons? I think Aaron's sons. Strange fire died. So you think that God is the strict one, it's Jesus. No, but it's actually the love of God that brought Jesus. So may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. Now what does God expect from us in terms of relating with the Holy Spirit? And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So it means that you and I are to be communing with the Holy Ghost. You and I are to be saying that God, speak to me through your Holy Spirit. Even the Bible, Corinthians says that when the veil, there's a veil, there was a veil that was upon Moses. And that veil prevent, uh, prevented or allowed them to be able to see Moses' face. Because the Bible says when Moses came down from the mountain, his face was shining so bright that the children of God could not steadfastly behold his face. Oh, it's too bright. I can't see it. You, God is, 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 it draws an inapproachable light. God, God is so bright that you can't look at his face. And Moses' face was shining. So they had to put a veil over Moses' face so that the people could look and he could talk to them. And the Bible says that that kind of veil is there blocking the eyes of the children, or the, well, at least of God's people before Christ, or the people who are physical descendants of Abraham, blocking them and blocking the unbeliever so that they cannot understand the word of God. Even till this day when Moses is read, even to this day, when, when the, the scriptures are read, the Old Testament, there's a veil covering people's eyes so that people can read the Bible and not understand it. That's why people, the, I know someone who learned uh, uh, how to write, read and write in jail and it was through the Bible. Many people read the Bible, but they just read it as a secular book. People study theology and all this just as a secular book. So the Bible is saying that the, the, the veil is over people's eyes. But when they turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, the veil is removed. And they have understanding. So when, 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 they, 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 when they turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, then the veil is removed from their minds. Then when they turn to the Lord, the veil is removed completely. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So what does it mean? It means that it's only in Christ that you can understand the word. But the Holy Spirit is the one who brings understanding of the word of God to us. Anytime I'm about to read the Bible, Father God, give me understanding of your word through your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Oh, I have to bring the Holy Spirit in. I have to bring the Holy Spirit in to give me deep understanding of the word. Otherwise, you might take the word and misunderstand it. Good. Let's, look at, let's start from verse 12. 1 Corinthians 3. Seeing that, seeing then that when we have such hope, okay, continue, 13. And not as Moses, which is gone off, not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil on taking away in the reading of the Old Testament. Which veil is done away in Christ? 
But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So it is the, the Holy Spirit that is able to take the veil away. I don't know I'm speaking to somebody here. So from now on, when you are about to read the Bible, because ladies and gentlemen, many people misquote scriptures. It is, it is, it is, it is terrible. You see the word of God. And when the veil is taken away, and you see how some pastors and some churches and some Christians interpret the Bible, you say that this person is doomed. Or this person thinks they are going the right way, but they are going the wrong way. Because when you read the Bible and you interpret it, it is not the way people say. That's why a very famous pastor, who is a grace pastor, will say something that blew my mind. He said that he was talking to one of these television, uh, 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 these, these uh, 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 Christian television people. And he said God's grace means that whether you, once you are a Christian, you are forgiving past, future, and present sins. True. <clears throat> but you have to confess it. He says you don't need to confess. Because uh, then the, the person said, ah, what about First John 1, 7 to 9? He said, oh, that's not for Christians. That's for unbelievers. But that's trash. Why do I say it's trash? First John 2, 1 says, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So it is written to Christians, my little children. And so I believe that we need to confess our sins. But the person says, no, we don't need to confess our sins. That's why you have to be careful, know the word, so that you are not misled. And I'm not misled. Hallelujah. Then he said that a Christian can sin and do anything they want. Can, and then the person gave us an example. What if someone is in love with another man's wife and takes her and is with her? This is the ex exact example. And leaves his wife and goes to marry the lets the woman divorce her husband, marries her. Or, no, I don't even think there's marriage. He just takes someone's wife and he's with her in a hotel, spends the, the, what, 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 what will happen? He says, oh, the person will go to heaven. It's no problem. But only that God will not be happy with him, but he's going to heaven. I won't mention the name. You'll be shocked who it is. But, for me, that's rubbish. But, that's their interpretation. Of the word of God. So the Holy Spirit is the one who can give you the right interpretation. And some people use this. But this is saying don't sin. But if we sin, then there's also First John chapter 3 which says that if we practice sin, if we practice sin, we are not of God but of the devil. Practice of sin. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So it clearly shows that they, they've not gotten it right. That's how come we have Jehovah's Witness and the other religions. Am I preaching? So the Holy Spirit is important. So he's supposed to be our standby. We'll talk about apologetics too. But that one, it can be on a Sunday. Hallelujah. About the different religions. The, the major religions compared to Christianity. It shouldn't be compared, but we'll compare it. It should not be compared. Oh, hallelujah. Am I preaching to somebody? It shouldn't be compared. So the Holy Spirit. Wow. 
have not started my point. How many are seeing the importance of the Holy Spirit? When we become born again Christians, the Holy Spirit comes to live in the Christian. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit in them. What happens is that when we confess Jesus as Lord, then the Holy Spirit comes, removes the heart of stone, the old nature, takes it and removes it away, and then takes a brand new nature and puts it in our us. So that's why first, Second Corinthians 5 is a 17. What does it say? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. New creation, new creature. All things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. So a new creature, the Holy Spirit comes, takes the old nature, removes it, and puts in a brand new nature. Then he baptizes us into the body of Christ. The, the, the Holy Spirit. So he places the new Christian into the body of Christ. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. He baptizes the new Christian into the body of Christ and now the new Christian is a part of the body. Because you and I are members of the body of Christ. Members in particular. Some are, all Christians together represent the body of Christ. They are actually individual members. Hopefully we'll go through that another time. But individual, someone might be the toe. Someone might be the ear. Well, someone might be the toe. Someone might be the hand. He's the head. So let's, let's remove that part. The finger. Every single part. Now, the Christian who is, in the, who is the toe is very powerful. Even the Christian who is the soul of the body of Christ's feet. So imagine you are persecuting or pinching a Christian. You are pinching Christ. When we talk against Christians, we lie against Christians, we are lying against Christ. In as much as you did it unto the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. When you, when, when, when you, you, you bear false witness against a Christian because of something you, you, some wrong doctrine or wrong idea you have, you are talking against Christ, no matter the doctrine. It doesn't matter what you are taught. At the end of the day, persecuting a Christian, and many Christians, so it also means that even the Christians on te television, you've heard that a Christian has done this, has done this, keep quiet, believe it. Don't persecute. Your fellow Christian has done something wrong, leave it to God. No one has a right to judge another man's servant. It's God, leave it. Hallelujah. Because we are part of the body of Christ. We are members in particular. And it's the Holy Spirit who placed us in Christ. That's why when Saul was persecuting the Christians, he thought he was serving God. He thought he was doing God a favor. He was persecuting the Christians. So he got a letter from the high priest. And as he was going on the road to Damascus, we know the story. He fell down and the Lord spoke to him. A vision of the Lord. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard to kick against the pricks. Why are you persecuting me? Then he said, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus. I'm sure he was shocked. He thought he was serving God. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He thought he was serving God. So it also means that when we show love to a Christian, we're showing love to Christ. Yeah. You can put your hands together for the Lord. Yeah. How, how, where is Christ? Who Fred, maybe you are spiritual. Where is Christ? Where can I find him? Where can I find Jesus to show him love? Physically to show him love? You can only see him through us. If you, 
you are if boris is a member of the body of christ then as i love boris i'm loving jesus that's what jesus said in matthew 25 in as much as you did it unto the least of one of these my brethren you have done it unto me and in as much as you did not do it unto one of the least you did not do it unto me Th that that song pour my love on you oh if jesus was here I, I won't do anything. What am I going to do for crusade? What am I going to do in church? I'll be lying at his feet and finding oil to pour. But he says that show love to your fellow Christian and you're showing love to me. Huh? You can put your hands together for the Lord. Show love for the word of God. Show love. And that's what the Holy Spirit will do. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us when we've done something wrong. Because there might not be a, a sin. You've gone to fornicate, you've gone to steal, you've gone to do something. But it could be that you did not walk in love towards someone. When the Holy Spirit is in you, it will convict you. that No, what I did, I, I was rude. I, I didn't do well. It's the Holy Spirit who will convict you. And the more sensitive we are to the Holy Spirit, the more we will be convicted and do right and just apologize the, once you are a good christian or the holy spirit is working you apologies will be easy sorry peace 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 the more the holy spirit is in you and i the more we will love god hey that's one of my goals as for God, you say, no, this guy is not a perfect guy. That one does mark it already. I don't need to ask him. None of us are. But at least I know I'm not. But at least love, I can try to do it for God. As for love, <clears throat> I can try my best to, to love him. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Because that one, he can't force it. He can't force love. He can't force me to love him. But I can love him. That I can do. And that's what he wants more than anything. So the thing God wants from us more than anything, we can give it to him. If we want to. But it's going to cost us. To love God is going to cost us. It's going to, it's going to be pricey. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, who God has left here on, on earth, or Jesus sent God the Father sent the Holy Spirit. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. The verses that say the Father sent him, the Son sent him, both of them sent him. The Holy Spirit, as he's here, he's here to help us in every way we can. He, he, he's here to help us to fulfill our ministry. He's here to help us to fulfill our calling. He's here to help us to do what we need to do. It's the Holy Spirit. When he, the Spirit of the truth, is come. You guide us. So that's what the Holy Spirit does for the individual Christian. Then there are experiences subsequent to salvation where the Holy Spirit comes upon many a people, which is not for every Christian. Every Christian is entitled to it, but not every Christian gets it. Every Christian, for you to be a Christian, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit in them. The Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was not in them, but upon them. 
even though the Bible says in the spirits of the gods are in Daniel, it was upon him. No Christian had the Holy, no person had the Holy Spirit in them till Christ came. When Christ came, then the Holy Spirit comes in a person and Christ lives in a person, becomes a Christian. Then there are people who, because of their desire for the Lord, because of their hunger for God, or because God has called them and, and, and they are willing to do what they need to do, the Holy Spirit comes upon them and anoints them. Hallelujah. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that's a whole different level. Then we also have the Holy Spirit with a person, his presence. Where the Holy Spirit is with you at all times. If God is with you, demons cannot come around. God can allow them up to a point, but they cannot afflict you. David, that psalm, David, my servant, my, with my holy oil have I anointed him. One of the benefits of that anointing is that the enemy will not outwit him. Will not outsmart him. Because sometimes the devil can't outsmart you. You think you are doing well, but the devil is, I'll leave you. You are going the wrong way. So I'll leave you. And that is the enemy outwitting. We as Christians here, let's try our best not to have offense against anyone. Because that grieves the Holy Ghost. It grieves the Holy Spirit when there is offense. And just like Apostle Paul said, we are not ignorant concerning his devices. Psalm 80. 9 verse 22. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. If the Holy Spirit is with you, how can you be afflicted? How can you suffer certain losses? So you and I must pray for his presence. Because his presence is not with every Christian. He's in every Christian. He's not upon every Christian. His presence is not with every Christian. But he has been given to every Christian to be with, to be upon, and to be in. Every Christian he's in, but every Christian has the right for the Holy Spirit to be upon and with. Depending on how we will relate. The hands, the claps are weak. It's not to me. <clears throat> These are not my words. If I wrote the Bible, then I'll be saying, here, yeah, yeah, clap. But I didn't write it. We are clapping. Let's clap for Jesus. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. So how many are getting what I'm saying? So you and I, we must, and when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, it is for a reason. The first to be anointed that way was Jesus. That's why when he went to the synagogue and opened the book, they all were waiting for the one who would make that statement. So he opened, and it wasn't in verses and chapters, so he found where it was written in Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me, upon me. I think it's Isaiah 64, verse 1 and 2. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me for because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And it goes on. Yes, it's also in Luke. Luke is where it was. Hallelujah. 
but uh, Psalm, uh, Isaiah 64 verse 1 is where he was quoting from. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Is that, oh, Isaiah 64. Where is it? Go to verse 2. Someone find it. Isaiah 60. Or is it 61? Go to Isaiah 61 verse 1. Or find it. Let me quote. Yes, 61 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord hath is upon. So what does the upon do for you? Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that more. Then go to Luke chapter 4. So, so Jesus was quoting it. The spirit of the Lord God the, of the Lord is upon me. Verse 18. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So that shows the poor, the meek. Poor in heart, meek. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. So anyone who is anointed, this is what God will use them to do. So when Jesus read it, then they were angry. Jesus said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes. They were angry because they knew that it was the Messiah who was to read this. And they got very angry and they wanted to stone him. Am I preaching to somebody? So when the Holy Spirit comes upon a person, then it anoints them for service. For service. Look at Acts 10, 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It anoints them for service. To serve God. When the Holy Spirit is upon, when he is with, it is not per se only for service, but it, is, it affects our lives which we'll talk about after this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So the Holy Spirit, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. When you are anointed with the Holy Spirit, it's different from anointing with power. What we see usually is the power. You are healed in Jesus' name. Power. I remember it was almost like it was amazing. But I'm afraid you remember. How is it? It's gone. Very simple. Power. Because the Holy Spirit power. When someone is sick, can't, always in pain. And God heals them. That's power. Receive the Holy Ghost. Miracles. That's power. But Anointing with the Holy Spirit is anointing with his presence. It's where the Holy Spirit comes. When you are anointed with the Holy Spirit, power comes with it. But you can be anointed with power without the Holy Spirit. Maybe I don't know whether that's confusing. When you are anointed with the Holy Spirit, you are anointed with his presence. You are anointed with the Holy Spirit and it, it affects your inside. It affects the person on the inside. It affects their spirit. It, it, it makes them closer to Jesus. It touches their heart. It propels them to do what God wants them to do. When you are anointed with power, you are anointed for miracles, signs, and wonders. That's why he went about doing good. Because of his anointing, he went about doing good. When you are anointed with the Holy Spirit, you go about doing good. 
Amen? When you are anointed with the Holy Spirit, you go around doing good. When you are anointed with power, you heal. But you can be anointed with power and not do good. Am I preaching? Acts 1.8. I've not started the points. Maybe we'll start it later on. Another day. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon. Did you say that? Upon. Now what is the result of the Holy Spirit upon a person? That's why not every Christian has the Holy Spirit upon. Why? And ye shall be witnesses. The reason for the upon, and ye shall be witnesses. <clears throat> then when the Holy Spirit is with us, he is touching us. He is answering our questions. He is guiding us the right way. He's, he's, he's speaking to our spirits. No, no, don't do this. No, don't take this job. No, you have, that's where you have the feeling. I feel that I shouldn't do this. I feel that this is a good thing, but I will not do it. Or I feel that I need to speak to this person. Or I feel that I need to go to this place. The Holy Spirit is guiding. The Holy Spirit is, 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 is answering our questions. He's, he's speaking to us. He's affecting our inside. He's making us more like Jesus. When the Holy Spirit is with us, when the Holy Spirit is working in our lives, when we are, he's working in us. Every Christian, even without the Holy Spirit upon you, the Holy Spirit in you gives us everything we need to live a victorious Christian life. How much more upon? How much more with? What will that mean in my life and in your life? The Holy Spirit will cause us to love the brethren. The Holy Spirit is the power of the Godhead. Genesis 1 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Then, next verse, let there be. <clears throat> The Bible says God anointed Jesus with the Spirit without measure. It was through the Holy Spirit that Jesus did his miracles. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody. So you and I, in conclusion, you and I need the Holy Spirit. That's the point. You and I need the Holy Spirit. For us to live victorious in this life, we need the Holy Spirit. When we have the Holy Spirit, we will know without a doubt that even if we are the sole of the feet, according to Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 17 to 23, we are far above the, 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 the soul, the person who is at the lowest. We are far above, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And God hath placed all things under his feet. Glory. 
So if you are the feet, all things under his feet, far above. So the things we are fighting against and those things over them. Think about it. We are fighting against demons, principalities, powers. We are far above them. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all things for the benefit of the church. The Holy Spirit will show us our rights and our privileges. But we need the Holy Spirit. How do you get the Holy Spirit? Upon you. Don't forget, we all have the Holy Spirit as Christians. But how do we get the Holy Spirit upon us and with us? I didn't get a chance to share it, but I'll just state them. Look, number one, Lucas 11, verse 13. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Amen? But when you read in context, let's start from verse 10. And let's read it in context. I'll quickly finish it so that we can conclude. Uh, verse 9. Now when you read from verse 9 in the Amplified, go to verse 9, please. Verse 9, please. When you read from verse 9 in the Amplified, good. So I say to you, ask and keep on asking. The Christian in general asks, but the keep on asking doesn't happen. And that's why we don't always get. Ask and keep on asking, and it shall be given you. Seek and keep on seeking and you shall find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door shall be opened unto you. For everyone, hey, that's a strong word. Everyone, that's a strong word. For God, the son to say everyone, that's a very, very definite thing. But for everyone who asks and keeps on asking, how many Christians keep on asking? receives. And he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds. To him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door shall be opened. Verse 11. What father among you, if his son asks a loaf of bread, for a loaf of bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will instead give him a fish, uh, uh, will instead of a fish, give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If ye then, evil as you are, know how to give good gifts, Gifts that are to the advantage to your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask him? That's where everything goes. You can't just pray once. Oh, Father God, I want to be anointed. Give me the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Who? The Holy Spirit. No. Who? No. <laughs> you got to keep asking. I say you got to keep asking. Got to keep asking. Got to keep asking. Sometimes you have to fast about it. Sometimes you have to have a prayer bomb. A prayer bomb. Prayer bomb. A prayer bomb. I have to, sh maybe I'll show you on the Easter convention. Remind me. But prayer bomb. Imagine you have 
a lot of debt and a lot of terrible things here. And you have some water. You have maybe two gallons of water. No, uh, maybe two barrels of water. But one person takes a bucket and pours. Pours. Pours until the bucket is empty. Versus someone who takes the two barrels at once and pours it on the thing. Which one will drive everything off? The two barrels. Because the force, in the same way, you can decide that I'm going to take a prayer topic. I'm going to have a sheet of paper or a spreadsheet. I'll have a prayer topic. And I'll say, I'm going to pray about this topic 100 hours. So you have a sheet. And maybe day one, you list the days. Make sure within a certain number of time, you've prayed 100 hours on a particular topic. If you have two topics, you pray 100 hours each. Sometimes God might say, do it 150 hours, whatever. But make sure you are praying for longer periods of time, separate from your normal prayer. Or you can add it to your normal prayer. Now, it is a force of 100 hours on a particular topic. Usually, most people, when they are praying about something, the total time of prayer on that thing is not going to be 100 hours. Because they are praying about different things. So, it's not concentrated. But when you say, I'm praying about this job, or I'm praying about this problem, or I'm praying about this thing, and you take 100 hours just for it, and then you have to write it down because we all know. You can pray for 15 minutes and think you've prayed for 30 minutes. You pray for 30 hours and you think you've prayed for uh, 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 100 hours. So you write it down. Today I prayed two hours. Today I prayed this hours. And then you write it down. You've got it. Prayer bomb. I'll talk more about it later on. But then God will anoint you marvelously. Or whatever you are looking for, God will give to you. Because of time, number two, John 6, 63. And, efficient, uh, and Ezekiel 2, 2. And then I wrap up or I finish. It is the spirit who gives life. He is the life giver. The flesh conveys no benefit whatsoever. There is no profit in it. The words, truths that I, I have been speaking to you are spirit and life. So the word of God. Lou used to think in James. It is the, 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 it is the a spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. Please, King James. The spirit that gives life. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, Jesus was saying, they are spirit and they are life. But the words that I, Jesus, not a man, so I can't say the words that I'm speaking to you or a pastor is speaking to you. That cannot hold even what I don't even hold water. But the words that Jesus speak, if we are able to read it or speak it, they are spirit and they are life. The more of the word of God we get in us, the more of his, his spirit gets in us. Glory to God. Ezekiel 2.2 2. And the spirit who glory and the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet that I heard him that speak unto me. So the spirit comes into us. 
the spirit enters into us the spirit anoints us as we read so prayer in the word we'll talk more about it later on but the prayer and the word prayer and the word digging into prayer digging into the word availing yourself and god will anoint you god will fill you with his power you speak this is the problem in jesus name is finished go and rest in jesus name is finished go and rest we will not talk about this again because he is solved just by what you just say oh this condition your auntie cannot walk anymore in the name of jesus christ she is healed and she's walking now thank you lord in jesus name amen you go home forget about it expecting to hear that the auntie is walking by the holy ghost what do you think amen i'm not out of word i'm just out of time shall we stand to our feet Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Let's ask the Lord to fill us with his Holy Spirit. That we want his Holy Spirit upon us. With us. We know he is in us, but we want him upon us. We want the Holy Spirit with us. We ask for more of your Holy Spirit, Lord. More of your Holy Spirit in our lives, oh God. Pray that God will anoint you and fill you. That he will give you a great desire for his word and for prayer. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, give us the desire, Lord. Give us the desire, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Help us to love one another, Lord. Help us to love one another, Lord, like you love us, Lord. Make us Satan oh hallelujah to jesus father god we pray for each and every one of us that you fill us with your holy spirit we pray for your holy spirit with us to be our ever-present help in our time of need to be our standby to be our counselor to be our helper to be our comforter to be our advocate to be our paraclete lord we pray for the holy spirit to be with us we also pray for the holy spirit to be upon us lord we pray for the holy spirit to be upon us 
that he would, you, you would anoint us with the gift of the Holy Spirit. You anoint us with your power. You will anoint us with your presence. You will anoint us to do good. You will anoint us to heal and to deliver and to bless people, oh God. To bless the brokenhearted. Those who are out of the way, we pray. We pray that you guide us continually with your presence, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Whilst we are praying, if you are here or you are watching and you know in your heart that you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know in your heart that you are far away from God, that if you die today, you don't know whether you go to heaven or hell, but you want Jesus Christ to save you. You want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. You want to be born again. You want your sins forgiven. You want to be washed with the blood of Jesus. Then I want you to raise your hands. Raise your hands where you are, where even those watching, you can raise your hands. It doesn't matter when you are watching it. Know that there's no time with God. There's no distance with God. Repeat after me if you want Jesus Christ. And all of us can repeat. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess. I confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe. I believe. That he died on the cross for my sins. That he died on the cross for my sins. I believe. I believe. That his blood was shed for my sins. That his blood was shed for my sins. I believe. I believe. That God raised him from the dead. That God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Please come into my life. Forgive me. Forgive me. For all my sins. For all my sins. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. From all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, we bless you and we thank you for those who have surrendered their lives to you, Lord Jesus. Father God, keep and preserve them. Make them more like you. May Christ Jesus be formed in each and every heart listening in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. How many desire the anointing? <laughs> yes. We'll trust God that during the convention, God will anoint some of us. Hallelujah. Some people maybe God has, gives them, has given them a strong desire for the prophetic. I know about two people who in some of these services were heavily anointed with prophetic and miracles. Think about it. How many love the prophetic? Thus saith the Lord. It's, it's, it can be yours. Hallelujah. And, and, and there are ways, to, there are particular things to pray, specific things to ask God for, depending on what you are looking for. And hopefully I would uh, share that uh, during the convention. Okay, it's offering time. Offering time. Amen. Let's.
trust God, take out a good offering. If you have your tithe, which is 10% of your increase, you can give it to the Lord, and God will bless you. God will honor you. It's amazing. There's a guy, well, he testified about it, so I can mention his name. He testified in the whole church, just quickly. Jerry. There's a Jerry guy, Jerry who was in church, who was not making ends meet. <coughs> Every month, his, uh, the money he pays out is more than what he, what he earned because of credit cards, so many things. And then, but he wasn't paying tithe once in a while. Then he decided that I'm going to trust God and pay tithe. I don't know the math. You can't, you can't do the math. But all we know is that he started having surplus. I, I don't know No one could do the math. All we knew was that he started getting surplus. His, all the credit stuff almost went dead. And he started getting surplus. He will, but it, so his income was now far higher than his expenses. Because God promised that I rebuke the devourer. Father God, bless our tithe and bless our offering in Jesus' name. Give and it will come back to you. Good measure, press down, down shaking together, together and running run over and give. And it will come back to you. When you give, you give to the Lord. Father God, bless our tithe and offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Down, shaking together and running over and give. And it will come back to you. When you give, you One give to the Lord. Come on and give, give. And they will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over and give. And they will come back to you. Oh, yes. When you give, you give to the Lord. Hallelujah. And also, uh, the crusade. Uh, can you sh uh, show ways to, to support the crusade? And uh, um, yeah, I want to encourage us to support it. Amen. It's a blessing. How can they go? Romans 10 says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But how are they going to go without a preacher? And how do they preach unless they are sent? Hallelujah. So... This to become a partner or board member, Jesus Heals Miracle Campaign, Remember the Poor, in person by check or cash. Online, you can also go to davidsaki.org or text give to. That's the easiest, but online has different ways to give PayPal, or, you know, all the different ways. Amen? Amen. We are going to have a, a charity event. I'm sure Sister Emma will talk about it. Hallelujah. Uh, 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 when is it? Tw uh, 29th of April. Hallelujah. For the uh, uh, GHMC, for the crusade. And uh, it's going to be a time where we are going to trust God to get a certain uh, amount. We are trusting God. It, uh, there are big plans because we have a big God. Amen. We are trusting God to have tracks tracks that will have stages like big stage the track 
that will have a big stage and so, so that we save money on stages and sound big one big one hallelujah we'll have for now two one in east africa and one in central america <laughs> hallelujah so we need Lajan. hallelujah <laughs> god bless you <laughs>